0: Welcome to Cafe for the seventh day of August, year of our Lord, 2023. I pray this find you well as it leaves me, and I hope this bring a blessing to your spiritual life, to your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, and whatever else that you've been called to do. We're looking at the Gospel of Matthew again, chapter 14, verses 22 to 33, in the New International Version of the Bible. Well-known passage. I'm calling this devotional Jesus Walks on Water. So many other things I needed to add, but we'll stay with Jesus Walks on Water. You ready to hear God's word? I am. Verse 22. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves, because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God, and we say, Gracias a Dios. Thanks be to God. Well, friends, how strong is your faith? How strong is your faith now compared to, say, some years ago? Are you stronger? Are you more of a believer, or do you find yourself waiting in doubt and uh, despair? Well, I think, I had a lot of faith back then, and I have more faith now, but the faith I had back then allowed me to attempt and do things that perhaps I might pray more (laughs) about doing today. You'd say, well, yeah, Reverend, you were single, you were a bachelor, no kids, nothing to worry about except maybe a car payment. Well, I had faith. This is my example. Uh, More than 50 years ago, I had that faith that I would go to college, I would graduate, then I would go on to graduate school, seminary. I would graduate from seminary and then begin my ministerial career, all according to God's plan, if God so chose. All of this from a very blue-class family. In other words, no money for college. The faith comes after one takes the first step. So my first step was to apply to a college. And I trusted God would provide and answer my prayers and those prayers of my family. I was blessed in having as my pastor the Reverend Guillermo Chavez, who himself was a graduate of the school to which I applied. It was the only United Methodist uh, junior college west of the Mississippi River, a place called Lawn Morris College. He recommended it very highly and said I should apply to attend and that I might even be eligible for a scholarship. I did, and in the summer of my high school graduation, a tall gentleman knocked on our door, and it was a professor from Lon Morris College. The caller was the Reverend C.R. Oliver, and he was the professor of sociology. I did not have an idea why he was there, and I had no idea what sociology was, but he was there to talk me into going to Lon Morris and to let me know that I would indeed be a recipient of a work-study scholarship. And so that was one prayer answered. Back to the passage. Nellie and I and a group of other ministers and spouses were on these very waters of today's passage. The Sea of Galilee, or Lake Galilee. The director of our group Dr. Jack Beck Beck explained how the mountains on both sides of the Sea of Galilee allowed for sudden, unexpected storms, the wind traversing through the mountains that sometimes would collide and cause these sudden storms. Now, the disciples knew this, especially Peter. He was a fisherman. And as the passage described, the wind was causing the waves to be violent. And as the boat is being tossed to and fro, Here comes Jesus walking on water. Not a clear, glass like water, which in in, and of itself would have been a miracle anyway, but this was a violent storm, sort of big wave, sort of setting for our Lord Jesus to be walking on. Now, friends, this is in fact a miracle, an unexplainable act of God meant not to be understood, but to instruct and bless. The disciples at first believe they're seeing a ghost and say so, but Jesus, ever the comforter, explains that it is he and for them not to be afraid. It is here that Peter gets the idea that he too could walk on water. For Peter to have even asked if he too could walk on water was incredible. And the Lord Jesus replies that he can and he should. And that, dear friend, required a lot of faith to take that first step of asking if he could, and if he could for Jesus to invite him, and Jesus replied, come. Can you imagine that first step? Peter steps on what should not even support him, and yet that first foot that first foot in the water was solid. Then a second. All the while, friends, Peter is walking toward Jesus. Now, all this time, Jesus is there, the focus of Peter's vision. Peter kept his eyes on Jesus and so walked toward him. The verse that reveals what happens next is verse 30. But when he saw the wind, when Peter saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught the disciple. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? When the two of them climbed back into the boat, the wind died down, and the ones in the boat began to proclaim that Jesus is the Son of God. Indeed. Now, friends, you and I have taken these incredible first steps of faith in many different circumstances and decisions. May have been our marriage, may have been our going to school, may have been our having children, may have been sending our children off to school or to the army of wherever. And if we ever lost sight of Jesus, if we ever took our eyes off of Jesus was when we started to have doubts and despair and worry or fears about what was happening. So here's the lesson in our lives. If we can keep our sight on Jesus and not on the worries and stresses of our lives, we can do much, especially overcoming the very obstacles that bring to us the worries and fears and anxiousness that we have. Friends, I know it's difficult at times to completely focus on Jesus, but that should be our main goal. With all the hollering and shouting that comes our way for this or that, we can tune our focus on Christ Jesus, jesus himself set the model he was a man with two holy habits that of prayer and that of worship though he was the son of god jesus knew that to be in connection with god was to be in prayer and through prayer and he needed that he sought that he also knew the blessings that came through being in worship of god and so as the gospels say as was his custom meaning this is something jesus always did What can be said about our customs? Are we people of prayer? Are we people of worship? Let's pray. Loving God, make us people of powerful holy habits and increase our faith as we seek to keep our vision on you. Guide us, bless us, help us be a blessing to others. In Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. Dear friend, thank you for tuning in. I pray this has brought a blessing to your life. If it has blessed you, press all the buttons, click like, subscribe be notified whatever whatever platform you're on thank you i appreciate it very much but spread the word forward this on to others i pray you have a great and blessed day in the lord here's your call to action help others keep their focus on jesus help others keep their focus on jesus receive my blessings of joy and peace i'm pastor Delia, what a better wanabere i love you and i thank god for you amen